it is a tale as old as time. A qualified candidate is ready to be promoted, but it never seems to happen. But what if this common problem that leaders experience could be solved with just one overlooked leadership quality? In this episode, we will be discussing not only how to become a strategic thinker, but how to help others perceive you as one. Welcome to The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corrin, and with me today is renowned psychometrician and my father, Joe Folkman. Now, are you more of a thinker or a doer? I think you know the answer to that, Bri. Uh, I think we're both doers. We like to get all the things done. But today, we want to stop for a minute and consider why we should all try to think more about the things that we are doing. The majority of leaders have a, a big focus on operational or tactical or interpersonal issues that they deal with every day. They get the projects done on time. They solve the problems. They have new technology and annoying HR spats that might happen with subordinates and other groups. And they assume that, you know, if you do all of those things well and successfully, that it would put you in contention for a, a higher level position or a promotion. But unfortunately, they're wrong. So today you have three different studies uh, to convince all of our listeners that a lack of strategic thinking is the reason why people are held back in their careers. So I'm ready to be convinced. Let's hear study number one. Several years ago, a highly respected client executed a significant downsizing. In fact, they let go over 100 executives whose average tenure was 17 years. Ooh, that's a big deal. It was a big deal. They asked us to analyze the data we'd gathered before the layoff to understand what caused these executives to get derailed. Ooh, interesting. We discovered that one of the most significant issues that stood out for the terminated group was the difference in their ratings on a leadership quality called strategic vision. Now, each of these executives had participated in a 360. They'd gotten feedback from their managers, peers, direct reports, and others. Mm -hmm. And the total population, when we looked at their average score on strategic vision compared to our global norms, they were at the 54th percentile. But the group that was terminated was only at the 32nd percentile. In addition to that, there were written comments that said things like operationally oriented, not strategic, or they handled narrow roles well, but floundered in the organization navigation and setting a strategic direction. So they chose the thinkers over the doers. But with with over, what was it, 17 years at the organization, I imagine these leaders were pretty senior. They were very senior. And I don't know that they chose the thinkers, but they think they chose the doers and the thinkers that, you know, uh, it's, it's not one or the other. Yeah. Keep in mind when leaders at a younger age are really good at delivering results, that puts them in the position to be promoted. All right. We learned that this group that was strategic, they survived the massive layoff. So what's the next study? 
Well, we conducted a study in a different firm. It involved 379 managers. 116 of those managers were rated as having high potential. Now, the high potential ratings were given by a group of leaders who were doing succession planning. And they Mm -hmm. categorized uh, leaders into high potential, promotable, and develop in place. Oh, so like first pick, second pick, third pick, but with fancy names. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Now, the high potential group was rated at the 65th percentile on strategic effectiveness. And this was significantly higher than the promotable group, which was at the 52nd percentile. Uh, What about a third pick, otherwise referred to as the develops in place? Well, they were at the 44th percentile. Oh, so quite a bit lower. So you're telling me that there is a strong correlation between who they chose as their first pick and their ratings on strategic perspective. Okay. It may seem like overkill at this point, but let's hear that last study to prove the importance of strategic perspective. Well, yeah, and keep in mind uh, on that strategic perspective, these were ratings from both their manager, peers, director boards, and others. So it, it's really a perspective, you know, the, the ratings of effectiveness there came from all the raters. Now, in the third study, we analyzed 360-degree feedback from over 100,000 leaders and compared them based on the organizational hierarchy level, uh, top manager, senior manager, uh, those kinds of things. Now, it's clear from the research that top managers were rated substantially higher on strategic perspective than their senior managers who are at the next level. Each level of management showed a marked difference in their effectiveness in strategic perspective. In addition, when we analyzed all 19 of the leadership qualities, we discovered that strategic perspective was the leadership quality that was most powerfully able to separate top managers from senior management. It showed the largest, most significant difference between the two groups. Those are great studies. So what are some actionable things you can do to actually be an effective strategic thinker? Well, it's more than uh, just changing the way you think. Instead of only focusing on operational, tactical, or interpersonal issues, begin uh, to ask yourself these tough questions. You know, why do we operate in this particular way? Why are our competitors doing so well? What is there some organization out there that could disrupt our business? What changes in the future will have a significant impact on our business? It's looking ahead. It's looking forward. It's, it's looking out in the future and it's asking tough questions. Okay. So in addition, you also wrote about a study you did with 100,000 leaders to find out the companion behaviors for strategic perspective. Now, if you were not with us since episode one, when we explained a little bit about companion behaviors, the short story is each leadership competency has statistically correlated companion behaviors. And when you do those behaviors, it helps others to perceive you to be more effective in that particular competency. In other words, we are going to tell you five things to do that are backed by science that will help others perceive you as an amazing strategic thinker, which according to all the awesome studies that Joe just shared, is likely to lead to you getting a promotion. 
Well, what's interesting about strategic perspective, especially, is that when I coach people on this particular competency and I say, do you have an idea about what you could do to be more strategic? They generally say, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I need to think more. Well, it just, I, I mean, they just shrug their shoulders. I, I did have one person once that said he had a good plan. I said, what's your plan? He said, well, the first part of the plan is I go out and buy a whole bunch of books on strategy and I'm going to put them on my bookshelf. <laughs> and I said, okay, are you going to read them? He said, not necessarily. I, I, mean, I might scan them a little bit, but I don't think I need to read them, but they're there for marketing purposes only. <laughs> I said, is that the whole plan? He said, oh no, there's another part to the plan. What's that? Well, I'm going to go to meetings and accuse other people of not being very strategic. I think that will help. <laughs> That's, it was a solid plan. It was a solid plan. It didn't work out well for this leader. He was let go. But well, these things actually help. So what can you do to be more strategic? Number one, communicate powerfully. Now, this includes both listening and gathering information, but most notably, sharing information. Leaders rated the, rated the highest on strategic perspective, brought strategy into almost every conversation they had and what they were doing in the organization to succeed. One of the things that can help a person communicate better is I heard of a case recently in which a coach advised a woman executive who'd received lower ratings on her strategic thinking skills to consciously make some changes in the language she used in management meetings. It was suggested by the coach that the executive introduce her comments in the management meeting with phrases such as, I think this would better support our strategy if we, or... How does what's being suggested align with our strategy for this department? This rather simple change in our language had a positive outcome. A year later, a repeat 360 showed a dramatic improvement on the assessment of her strategic perspective. Wow, oh, I love a success story. That's fantastic. The next companion behavior is one that probably will surprise no one. It is foster innovation. Strategic thinkers are innovators. So even if you think everything is working out well, just like Blockbuster did, by the way, they made so much money from all of our late fees that our family accumulated. Oh, those were terrible. Oh, they were. But even those late fees couldn't save them from Netflix. The fact is the world is changing and disruption is everywhere. Ideally, just like you were talking about earlier, leaders will disrupt their own business before a competitor disrupts it for them. The next companion behavior is focus on the customers. Customers know things you don't know. They see things you don't see. This is probably the least intuitive of, the, of these correlated behaviors. Getting out of the office and visiting customers has a profound outcome. Customers can help you to be a great success if you listen to them, if you understand their current needs and anticipate the future. The next companion behavior is inspire and motivate, one of our favorites. If a strategy is to be more than words and assumptions, others need to believe in them and implement them. The ability to inspire and motivate others in the organization is a vital part of making any strategy successful. Uh, the next uh, 
<clears throat> the next companion behavior was establish the stretch goals. Now, stretch goals can help make a strategy concrete. When employees accomplish stretch goals, their engagement increases, their confidence goes up, the organization moves one step further towards success. Yeah. And if you want more on establishing stretch goals, we did an awesome episode a few weeks ago that you can check out. And I can see how those stretch goals in a way kind of force you to think strategically because you can't work longer or harder. You have to work smarter, use your brain, do some thinking. You know, the late Peter Drucker observed that career success doesn't merely depend on someone doing a good job. The bosses and colleagues need to know that the person is doing a good job. In the case of a strategic thinking, it is equally as crucial for others to perceive that the executive actually possesses that quality. If you want to make a different ending to a story of your career, start thinking about strategy more. Ask yourself, do others perceive me as a strategic leader? I hope you found those companion competencies for strategic thinking to be helpful. If you are serious about wanting to improve your strategic thinking skills, we want to invite you to attend a free webinar that Joe and Jack Sanger are hosting at the end of this month. All webinar participants will have access to a strategic thinking self-assessment that reveals your tendency to focus on operational or strategic issues. So it's very helpful. You will also receive a personalized report and development guide. So I will include the link to register in our episode details or on our podcast page on zengerfolkman.com. And if you can't come, if it's not a good time to the live webinar, uh, you can still register and we'll send you the recording and you will have access to the assessment as well. This is a great development opportunity and we would love for you to join us and see us in person. Uh, so join the conversation and register today. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Korn and Joe Folkman and produced by Zinger Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360 assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our website at zangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and share our podcast with your friends, coworkers, relatives, or your mailman, and leave us a review. We greatly appreciate them. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in our episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com.